everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. Double date. Double date, double date, double trouble coming your way. Katie's going to do a recap for us of a, my new favorite show. Yeah. My new you're favorite welcome. double date show, I should say. Apologies to Dateline and Below Deck. Yeah, that's true. I'm waiting for and some Seinfeld. accolades because I did pick this. Murder, she wrote. And I, I don't always pick that well. No, this was a good one. I thought you'd be proud. At this point, by the time you guys are hearing this, the verdict will be in. Those of you who were watching the thing on TV that I'm not going to mention here will be looking for new things to occupy your time, which is why I'm even more excited to bring you <laughs> the series from ID Network called Red Rum. <laughs> Danny isn't here, Mrs. Torrance. It's called Red Rum. That's my Danny impersonation. From The Shining, in case anyone out there doesn't know If you the haven't seen The Shining by now, well, maybe not, but I feel like you would know Red Rum. He does it with a finger. It's like a weird E.T. I feel like I'm just talking to Joni when I make clarifications. I don't know if Joni knows The Shining. Oh, Joni, that's from The Shining. We'll yeah. send you a screenshot. So <laughs> this is the show is actually called Red Rum, and I couldn't figure out why for an embarrassingly long time into this episode, but <laughs> I've figured it out now. I've never seen this series before either. I'm assuming you hadn't either. No, I don't think so. Uh, well, we've made a huge mistake up until now, but now it's here. We've got it. All's good yep. in the world. We're doing season two, episode 18, Deadly Dirty Talk. So, yes, this will be an extra spicy double date after dark episode. <laughs> we open this episode in black and white with a, with like different scenes interspliced from the episode cut apparently forwards and backwards. It's like um, somebody gets murdered in normal time and then mm -hmm. we rewind and then we're seeing the person like preparing to kill them. And then we rewind and then we see like footsteps coming. So there's okay. little bits that are, the whole episode is not actually in reverse because that would be unwatchable. But it's, it's vignettes that are moving backwards in time. Through the episode until the very, very end. Yes, you do. But this opening section, I thought was cut both ways. It did make my brain go away a little bit. Because it's it was, I don't know, I just didn't know what I was watching. I'd never seen it before, so I just, it took me a second. But we hear a male voice. Our voice of this is a male narrator for this show. And he says, a shy and retiring man finds happiness in a world of make-believe until reality sends him crashing back to Earth. That's it. Then we go to our opening credits, which is Red Rum. And in the opening, all of it is in reverse. So That's everything is in reverse. Okay. So everything's in reverse in the opening credits. And they say, every murder has a motive. Every motive reveals a truth. And to find the truth, you have to go back. Sometimes the end is just the beginning. That's it. Rewind. This is Red Rum. And so everything's going to be in reverse. I can't do it. I can't do a rewind with my voice. That's something no, I can't No, in the do. preview, we see some very strange dialogue that is... We do, and we're not going to talk about it yet. That's why I'm not talking about it. This is all a surprise for the episode. It's shocking. The most random word salad that you're 
thinking, how does that fit into a murder? And I was so titillated. There's one specific word that's repeated multiple times in the episode. It's a, it's two words, actually. But it is something that is also very filthy. So it yes. is very jarring when you hear it yes. right away at the beginning. And when we get there, you'll know. So yes. hang in there. We're going to get there. We open after our opening credits. We open with a guy in a truck. He's all bundled up. It's clearly winter. And a second dude hops in the truck, joins the guy, and sits in the passenger seat. He's also bundled up. There is a huge silver Glock, revolver, what have you, a big silver gun on the middle seat between them in the truck. The passenger goes, oh, is, is that loaded? And the driver just says, yeah. And then hands him a note with the name Harry Mears on it and an address. And the address is in Middleton, Pennsylvania. So this is the first sort of glimpse we get that we are in Pennsylvania. Remember that the address says Middleton, Pennsylvania. I have questions. So the passenger is like, yeah, I can get you there or something. And they drive off. The passenger gives directions to the driver and asks nervously, hey, can we maybe get rid of this loaded gun in the front seat? Because it's stressing me out. And the driver puts it in the middle console and kind of scoffs at the passenger while doing it. Yeah, he made it and feel he really tosses dumb. It. He tosses it in this plastic console, pulls up the lid and slaps it down way too casually for a loaded gun. Yeah. I'm going to need more gun safety in this episode. Also, don't judge that dude for being like, maybe don't have that gun on the seat next to me when you go over a speed bump and it's pointed right at me. Also, who are these dudes? How do they know each other? What is we their don't relationship? Know yet. This is the joy of this show. I thought they were, yeah. I thought they were going to work, but clearly yeah. they're showing an address. So maybe they're going to pick up a, something from a guy. Drugs. That's what I thought. I, I mean, yeah. I always think drugs. So <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know what happens in Pennsylvania, but there might be some drugs there. We're outside Pittsburgh, apparently. Maybe there's drugs. Anyways, he throws the gun in the middle console. They drive off. And now we get our time check. We're at 418 a.m. I don't know what day it is because they don't tell us. They say it's a Sunday. So that's cool. 4.08 on a Sunday. It's clearly winter. So maybe December, February. I don't know. I guess they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know. 4.18 in the afternoon on a Sunday afternoon in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So forget that I said Middleton because we're in Greensburg because they talk about it for 10 minutes. Not 10 minutes, but it felt like a long time and I didn't want to write it down. I'm hoping that Greensburg and Middleton are right next to each other. Berg, Pennsylvania. Are you the same city? Please let it be the same. No, I don't. They don't appear to be the same city. Okay. I don't. I feel lied to already. Okay. I'm going to let it go. So everyone in this particular neighborhood at four at 418 in the afternoon on this particular Sunday in our reenactment, by the way, this is all reenactment for the most part, besides some interviews. So it's ID network gold. Everyone in the neighborhood is out and about doing stuff. An elderly couple is yelling at each other about keys, how they're going to get into the house. It's freezing. There's a kid playing football, like catch with his dad while his mom watches. There's a woman getting a spam phone call on her cell phone in 2010. It didn't seem, maybe. And then we see a man 
that's all bundled up with a big shiny silver gun, just walking up to a house, to a door, apparently Harry Mears door, busts through the storm door, goes up to the inner door and is pounding in full view of all the neighbors. All the neighbors are watching and suddenly gunshots ring out. And we hear a voice yell, help, help me, help me. And the man with the gun, we just see him walking calmly back to his truck. The neighbors start to then gather around a man on his front lawn. Yeah, it seemed very, very, I thought he'd be in his backyard. That was the only thing that could plausibly make sense to me. But for some reason, the way they have it set up, they're shooting this in the side lawn. lawn. Side lawn. Okay, that makes sense. It's more like a side. So side lawn, he is there on the side lawn and he and the man on the side lawn is dead. This is assuming, I'm assuming this to be Harry who has been shot and the police are on the scene within minutes and they start to interview all these neighbors who were just out enjoying their Sunday and not helping someone calling for, I mean, they couldn't have done anything. It was apparently very fast, but nobody tried to stop the man walking down the street calmly with the gun, which we'll get to. No, so, no one's going to try to stop him. And I don't think they were all happily enjoying their Sunday. That lady who was getting the spam call was not that happy. And that elderly couple that was returning with groceries they and were one fighting. of them may have lost the yes. keys, they were cranky. They Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you for the fact checking. They were not enjoying their Sunday. They were all upset, except for the kid with the football. He was fine. But the mom was probably mad. So everyone's crabby on a Sunday and somebody dies, which makes everything worse. Way worse. So... The police are all over this. This is only the sur- the second or third murder. I think they said they'd had two murders in the last 100 years in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. I don't know about Middleton. Don't know how what many about, murders were there. What about I was just going to say? We'll never know. But our victim was indeed Harry Mears. And Harry Mears was a 39-year-old software engineer for IBM. And he also had a very lucrative side business as a wholesale eBay reseller. Respect. Because game recognizes game. I see you. <laughs> Harry. That's a lot of work. It's it's a ton of work, but it's also very fun once you get into it. I like it. I love resellers. Yeah, but I don't know if you're working all day for 10 hours a day behind your computer and then you go at home and have to take pictures of things like bottles of shampoo to sell. It's really fun. Again, it's a hobby that is also makes money. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I think that and also if you're behind a computer all day, you can constantly check to see if people are bidding. It's a really fun yeah, that's thing if you get into it. So Harry was a very quiet, private person. His neighbors didn't really know much about him, except that he would be out walking his dog, and once in a while they'd try to say hi, and he kind of wouldn't acknowledge them. He had a them. dog? Yeah, we never got to see it. What happened to the dog? We don't know. I know. They don't tell us that. They tell us way too much other information. So we go to commercial. It's our first commercial break, I think, and... This is also when it becomes clear that we are going to be told the entire story in reverse. If you didn't know now from our first conversation about it, we now find that out because we are now at the murder again, but from a more detailed perspective and from Harry's perspective. So we're seeing not the neighbors sort of watching and listening. We're seeing what Harry saw for the most part. So There's a knock on Harry's door, but the other thing made it seem like he burst his way through the front door as well. Yeah, the scenes don't match up the two reenactments of how it happened. Yeah, no, he doesn't. They need people like us, fact checkers. To nitpick it. 
Yeah, and be like, he used his right hand, not his left hand. Right. There's a knock at the door. Harry answers the door and a voice says, hello, Harry. Very oh close God. to that, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that was a pretty accurate line read. And I, I'm i sorry. No, it was. I was thinking, could it? was it kind of like Jack Nicholson in The Shining? Like, yes, here's it was. Johnny. Here's Johnny. Like, hello, Harry. It was low. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. So... Harry obviously recognizes this person at the front door, shuts the door, and runs upstairs, but doesn't lock the door or does lock the no, door, and the gunman busts through the door. Even close the, the door behind him. I, he just sort of bangs it and then runs, which I don't know. Yeah. You're in a panic. No, barricade. Gunman busts through the door in the house. Harry's trying to escape through this second story window, which is not a bad idea, but he's too slow. And the gunman shoots him as he's going through the window. So Harry falls to the ground on the side yard, but he's still alive, which is terrifying. And that's when we get the shouting. He's way too alive. I'm sorry. You've fallen out your second story window and you were shot and he has full breaths of air screaming for help. Like, you would have the wind knocked out of you at the very least. Uh, yeah, I can't tell. I guess it really depends on how he fell. But the other guy is also just doing that weird Terminator walk through the house. So he's very slow. Yes, the, the other guy the isn't running to catch walk. him. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's shouting when he's on the ground, help me, help me, help me. The gunman quit, like, just very calmly walks his way, Robert Patrick's his way down the stairs Mm -hmm. to where Harry is outside and fires two more shots into him point blank, which is very sad. Dennis Murphy would say that these are the say goodnight shots. Yeah, and I the coup de grace, plural. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard him say say goodnight anymore. Coup de grace. See if I doubled it? No? Maybe. Coup de grace. I think the first one was right. And so now we yeah. quickly flash to one month prior before this murder takes place. So we're starting our journey to find out what is the motive? How did this happen? It, it's not complicated, but it is interesting. So here we go. We're one month prior before the murder of Harry Mears. Diane. Do a rewind sound because we're rewinding. Diane McAnalty is cleaning a big rifle in what appears to be her garage slash workshop. And she's sharing secrets with her good Judy, Helen. And Helen appears to be going through some tax printouts, some sort of printouts that Diane gave her, business plans, I don't know, <laughs> and says the opposite of what I expect her to say because she's got a stack of printouts in her hand. What did you um, think she was going to say? Like, these figures just don't make sense, Diane. Yes, that is exactly what I thought she was going to say. And instead <laughs> what Helen says is, wait a minute, He's calling you slave, and now I'm not going to say this word, so we're going to call it a sluff. Slave sluff Diane? <laughs> I don't even know if we're supposed to say the first word. We're going to say the first word. S-L-A-V-E. We're just not going to say the second word because this is... Oh, can we call it the SS? The, like, like a ship? The SS BDSM. Oh, the SS is also something else. We can't call it the SS. Can we not say slave if it's a master-slave relationship? Because it's still called that. Oh, then we can. Yeah. That is still the vernacular. Then let's, I think then we're fine. Okay. 
Yeah. So, but I'm not really comfortable saying the second word, even though that is what she was called. So you all can figure mm-hmm. out what a slough is. I'm just saying the two it's Fs what, at the end. When we I'm would softening say the T with two Fs. They're S they're they're slough shaming her. Yes, they're slough shaming. But this is what she's reading on these printouts. So Diane is not frowning about being called this, by the way, the SS Diane. She is giggling. So the printouts are clearly scandalous. I was blown away. Apparently, she has been engaged in, as she calls it, quote, kinky secret love affair with, you guessed it, Harry Mears, our shy retiring IBM software eBay seller. She has been in a sexy time, spicy relationship with him. Mm-hmm. We are watching her tell Helen about it with a stack of printouts. Again, I'm sorry. I didn't really understand why this was happening in the scene still. I'm not sure why <laughs> there are pages and pages of this printed out in an age when clearly people are getting spam calls because we just saw it. So cell phones are a thing in 2010. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what's happening. But I think you uh, might still print out uh, normal not this. things. <laughs> not this. Not this. Not, not messages. Here's what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. There's some very interesting di- unexplored dynamics between Diane and Helen. And I think that a couple things could be going on. Helen is very sad in her uh, love life. And Diane is kind of not nice about it and kind of rubbing it in her face that she is a S snuff and wants the reaction that Helen gives, which is this is outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. And she'll be smirking like, oh, no, it's no big deal. The printouts become important later when we go further back in time. So the printouts are not new, pr- newly, freshly printed for Helen. Let's just remember that. Printouts show up again oh, earlier in time. She, yes. With, oh, yes. That person. So this is a strange. Them? So we are I literally thought that person only found them. You're right. We you're are totally one month right. prior to the murder right now. So yeah, you're I right. think they're being printed out multiple times. It's fine. Right? No, it you're right. Really because matter. she's but, doing it yes. and someone else is. How much yes, ink yes. do they have in this family? I don't know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. And I read Helen a little bit differently than you, but I like your take on it. So I'm just, no, I don't know what my take is. I just think there could have been a whole spin off of these two friends. No, absolutely not. Helen. <laughs> no, I, I disagree with that. So it is a secret. There is a secret love tryst because I. Diana's in a secret love tryst, secret love tryst, because she's been married to her husband, Richard, for 30 years, and it's gotten a little stale. And that's a nice way to put it. So Helen reads aloud another bit from the printouts. I want to do the broken down car role play today. Signed, Master Harry. And Helen is not nearly as shocked as she should be, which is really strange to me, because if I was reading... If you if you had given me these and I was Helen, I was the Helen in this scenario, I would yeah. have a bazillion more questions than what Helen says next, which is, why have you never told me about this guy? What are you talking about? The next question, so- when you just read Slave Slough Diane and Master Harry, there's a string of questions that come after that, none of which is, wherever did you meet him? 
you need to explain Master Harry to me. You need to explain, does Master Harry have any relationship or does he know Master Bob? Are they friends? Did they, do they share a dungeon? Have they been to dungeons parties together? Is it like a timeshare in the dun- right. dun- timeshare? Dungeon timeshare. Did you, yeah. How did you meet in this seemingly incredibly small town? Did you meet someone to do this, you know, car we'll play with? What's his sign? What's his blood type? And does he have any food allergies? But Kimberly, I feel like you might be able to answer some of these vital questions about yourself because you have employed the services of our good friends at Everly Well. I love Everly Well. Uh, Knowing your body in and out is not just something that's important in the BDSM world. It's important in your health aspects as well. Absolutely. I'm talking about Everly Well. Their at-home lab tests can give you knowledge about your body. Everly Well is the perfect place to start if you're having symptoms and you're not sure why, or you feel okay, but you could always feel better. They have over 30 at-home lab tests to choose from, like women's health tests, food sensitivity tests, which I've taken, and it was so helpful. Bye, 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 soft cheeses. I'll miss you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. The metabolism test, with it, which I just took and got some very interesting results that I was able to talk to my doctor about and take some action. Everly Well ships everything to you in a little box. You collect your sample. For my test, it was pricking my finger for a little blood and spitting into a tube. It was really easy. You mail it back with the prepaid shipping label. It goes to a certified lab and is reviewed by a physician, and you get results in days. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals. For listeners of our show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com forward slash date dateline. That's everlywell.com slash date dateline for 20% off your next at-home lab tests. Everlywell.com slash date dateline. Because we all deserve to feel everly well, everly the time. Uh, Yeah, everly well, everly time. Agreed. Thank you, everly well. Thank you, big fan. And while you're taking care of your health with Everly Well, there's no reason why you need to be exhausted and run down while you're carrying on a secret love tryst with an IBM software engineer. You need to be keeping your sustenance up, keeping your energy up, and keeping up with your health goals by choosing Monk Pack as your snacking food. This episode is brought to you by Monk Pack. Monk Pack offers low-sugar, keto-friendly bars that are plant-based, gluten-free, and non-GMO. They are the perfect snack for anybody who is trying to eat better, again, keep their energy up, cut back on sugar and carbs, but without sacrificing taste. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars and Nut and Seed Bars contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and each bar contains 150 calories or less. I'm really trying to cut down on my exorbitant intake of cream-filled snack cakes. (laughs) And the only acceptable replacement that I have found is the delicious and actually nutritious blueberry almond vanilla keto granola bar from Monk Pack. You guys are going to get that joke in a little bit. I'm just going to breeze right past it, which is my (laughs) absolute favorite. Again, that's the blueberry almond vanilla keto granola bar. Mm. Try it. 
Trust me, they are delicious. They're so soft and chewy and like the perfect amount of sweet, but not that oversweet and not that fake, disgusting, tinny taste you get with fake sugar sweet. They are just a a great dessert or a great snacking food to just have in your car. But Monk Pack Bars come in a lot of delicious flavors like sea salt, dark chocolate, coconut cocoa chip, and caramel sea salt. They are perfect for just a quick breakfast, a snack between Zoom calls, or as a guilt-free decadent dessert. By shopping online, you can always have your snack drawer stocked and have Monk Pack delivered right to your door. And these bars are not just for people that are eating keto. They are the perfect snack for anybody just looking to reduce their sugar intake while still enjoying great tasting, flavorful snacks. They contain real ingredients that are delicious and nutritious, and they're for your whole family. Also, don't forget, these bars are gluten-free, plant-based, and non-GMO. Delicious, nutritious food you can trust. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting MonkPack.com and entering our code DATEDATELINE at checkout. To get started, go to MonkPack.com and get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K dot com. Enter the code date dateline at checkout to save 20% off. Monkpack keto, nut and seed, and granola bars. I'm going to do it all in one. It was all of I the love bars. It. Thank you, Monkpack. Okay. Now let's get back to Diane and her not very expressive friend, Helen. So Diane says... Diane says she hasn't even shown her printouts to anyone. She's never shown them to anyone. Helen's the first. Again, Diane, why are you printing them out? (laughs) Why are they printouts? Because they're very clearly not handwritten letters. They're printouts. You printed them. No, they're printouts. But, But Helen, thank God, decides to push a little harder for once for some details. And we find out that that Diane and Harry... Master Harry, that is, met on the internet, and they do role-play sexy time fun. And for example, Diane tells her one time she was a flight attendant. No other details are given. And then one time... Did they sneak onto a plane? Again, no other details are given. (laughs) And then she would let him dress her up as a sex slave. Ooh. So I'm guessing by the gesture that she's making in that scene is that he had her dress up as Princess Leia in the Job of the Hut scene because that's the gesture ah. she's making with her body. So that's understood. I see what you're doing. But it's literally all the detail we get are those two different things, which could be literally anything. It's literally just a series of occupations. It's no, it's like Barbie, where, yeah, exactly. She carries a briefcase for some reason. <laughs> we don't know what's in the it's briefcase. Super spicy stuff. But Diane sighs because what was once injecting some excitement into her very dull sex life with her husband that she's been married to for 30 years is now becoming a nuisance because Harry is getting really possessive. And she says that Harry just wouldn't let go. He's not letting go, Helen. So she does what anybody does with their friends. She picks up that freshly cleaned rifle that she's been working on for a good 20 minutes, peers through the scope and says, I just need to finish this off cleanly. And Helen seems fine with that because she has absolutely no reaction to her friend picking up a gun. No follow-up questions to that. 
I'm I was disappointed by not having good questions about Master Harry, but I really don't understand not having any questions about flight attendant. I can't get yeah. past that. How is there like, no? Where do you even get a flight attendant mean? costume? Would did you? I guess you could just wear a little dress with an ascot, and then what era you look like? No, that's what Pan I'm saying. Am? You're going for like fifties. Yeah, exactly. We can't assume that. I we can't assume because Helen didn't ask any follow up questions. So no. I think it's very kind that you're giving Helen a personality, but I gave in the personality department I gave Helen a D minus. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Uh, thanks for the memories, Helen. We're going to move on because we're going back four months and now stuff is starting to get spicy. Harry and Diane are meeting at a bar and I got very excited until I realized what was going to happen in this scene. (laughs) We're told that part of Diane's attraction to Harry is that he's a much younger man. And it's only when they're sitting together at the bar that I realize that indeed he is about 20 years younger than her. He's much, much younger. I realized that quite earlier. (laughs) I didn't realize it till I saw them together, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, oh, okay, startling. this is a thing." Yeah. 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 Also, I was watching on my computer, and it was a little grainy because mm-hmm. my connection wasn't great. So I was like, "Okay, can't get an age read on her." And then I got one, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, good for her." Yeah, guys, we're gonna say she's a woman of a certain age, and he's a man of a yeah. certain age, and those ages are up to you. But they have an age <laughs> difference of about two decades. So there you have it. That's it's about a specific. Your own adventure. I'm gonna be like Helen, and I'm not gonna be specific in this situation. I'm gonna leave it vague. <laughs> so Harry, Diane are meeting at the bar. He starts saying some lewd, like kind of sexy stuff to her. Why don't you come over here and sit on my lap, Diane, slough slave? And okay, she can immediately. I just- I give I okay. So Helen, when she's reading the letters, says slave slough. He calls her slough, slough slave. slave. Yeah. And for the rest of the episode, it is slough slave, slough slave. Even when someone else is reading from those transcripts. So Helen has dyslexia, but a form where you just reverse words, I think. I'm trying to give her something. But it really bothered me that they don't use the phrase correctly from the first time and then the 20 rest of the times they say it. Because I do feel like it's two different things. So it kind of is. is, It feels like it's two different things. Yeah. And I feel like in that community, yeah, it matters. Correct. You would take it seriously. So, yeah, what order you put those words in matter. Words matter, people. They do. So let's go back to Harry being lewd in the bar and being kind of sexy with his lady. His slough slave. She stops him and she says, Harry, I don't want you sending me any more emails. She means printouts because we didn't see any (laughs) emails. We saw pieces of paper. They're printouts of emails, which is something people over the age of 50 do is print out their emails. Binder clip with yeah. a post-it on the top. This is from this date to this date. Like a I have age-shamed much of our audience. Apologies, including Joni. I just have some questions at the end for why ID chose to go with the printouts. Um, so because <laughs> I just don't think they ever existed. I don't feel like this is part of the story, and I was so distracted by why they were printed out. It's the way you're going to get caught. And it if might you're be. cheating on your husband, you want tangible proof that he could possibly find. Yeah. Yes. Definitely in printout form. So it's easy to read. 
So it did, nobody has to go snooping for anything. <laughs> Large print. It's like 24 yeah. font times New Roman. <laughs> Comic Sans. So I don't want you sending me any more emails. She is clearly breaking off this relationship. Remember, we're only four months before the murder. So she broke it off with him. That's kind of a substantial amount of time before. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have her rifle with her, even though when we saw in the earlier scene, remember we're going backwards in time, that she had said a week before the murder, I, I'm going to end this one way or another. I'm going to, you know, she was acting like Clint Eastwood. So, Oh, yeah, you're know. right. I don't really get it. So she's clearly breaking it off, but Master Harry doesn't want to stop. This is when it gets really sad because he doesn't get angry and he doesn't get mad and flip a table. And what he does, he says, but I love you, slough slave. (laughs) It's the saddest, the sweetest little, I love you. Find a guy who loves you like he loves his slough slave. Like Master Harry loves his slough slave. She says, no, you don't. Look, you just think you do. And I am a married woman. And now we find out that Diane's husband, Richard, is actually having an affair of his own. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. And sad, sad Master Harry sits there in the bar, like all deflated from his Master Harry self now to like Harry under the stairs self. Just sitting there staring at Diane. Harry from IBM self. (laughs) But she says, no, we are done. And he says, and she says, don't contact me anymore, Harry. This is the end. But we're certainly not done because we're still going in reverse. So now we're going one full year prior. So we've had one week prior, her and Helen in the garage. We've had four months prior, which is her breaking it off with Harry. No gun. Then we have a year prior, so they are in the throes of their torrid love affair at this point. Master Harry and his slough slave are meeting for a rendezvous. We see Diane in a car in a dark, deserted street. She's got her hair all done up. Possibly a wig. Probably a wig. 100% a wig. Definitely a wig. We finally agree on wig status. Okay, it's a wig. It's a blonde wig. And we hear Harry's voice on a message. She's listening to her phone and it's saying, don't forget, I want a package of cream filled cakes left for me on the front seat, bisque. <laughs> he didn't say bisque. Y'all know what he said. Um, I need Harry. Him. I need Harry to be about a, again, this is a problem that Harry and Helen both have. I need Harry to be a thousand times more specific about cream-filled <laughs> cakes as a connoisseur myself. No, I know. And in a strange way, I kind of feel like you and Harry are meant for each other because you could just sit around and eat cream-filled cakes, which are clearly Look, Little Debbie's, but something. No, stop that. They're not Little Debbie's. Cream-filled cakes is a hostess Twinkie. They just can't say Twinkie for copyright purposes. 100%. Later, it's they say frosting covered cream filled That's cakes. called a hostess cupcake or okay. a ding dong or a ho A ding dong. No, they're clearly. Or a zinger. Someone has not been paid for product placement and no. the checks did not get cash. Hostess said no. Lil Debbie said no. Yeah, they don't want to be part of this show. Entenmann's, absolutely not. Entenmann's, Entenmann's is way too classy. Us. We'll Way call too you. classy. Yeah, they didn't even answer the phone. They didn't answer. No, the they did not. 
They no. said no. Please don't send us any more printouts. We're not going to do. We're not going to let you use our name in the show. So no. it is the most bizarre thing. It also sounds raunchy. It does. Filled cake on my front seat. Who? Everyone's upset. Why do they have to be in the front seat? Why do they have to say it so many times? Why can't they think of something else to call it? Why can't they just say snack cake? Call it a snack, snack cake. cake. Pastry? Pastry? I want some snacky cakes. Vanilla snacky cakes. I don't know. I can't think of it. You're my snacky cakes. I don't know. It's I don't I don't like it. I didn't like it at all. Okay, great. I'm so glad. You he could just say cupcakes. They could just change it and make it something else but kind of the same. And he wants pastries, pastries, gas station pastries, gas station pastries. (laughs) That makes it so Um, much dirtier if they're from the gas station. It does. Like they're not even from Wawa. They would be from Wawa. They're in Pennsylvania, right? It would be from Wawa. But those ones, they don't have like real cream inside. Okay, we have to stop this conversation. It's sounding real gross. Okay, (laughs) regardless. She's waiting for her master Harry on this deserted road with snack cakes on the front seat. By the way, look like it's in a bakery box. It's not like a bag of Twinkies. It did. Snack cakes on the front seat of the car. Diana's waiting for Harry outside of the car with the hood up on the car. In a tinfoil dress. Oh, yes. To reenact the scene again from Clue with Miss Scarlet and Professor Plum. <laughs> She's in a shiny, know. her best shiny silver cocktail dress. And he shows up. And walks up in his very best hoodie. What? Why are you in a hoodie, man? He's You're supposed ruining to be a- the illusion of this. In a yeah, trench he's- coat. Hello. No, not a trench hat. No, Humphrey he's Bogart. supposed to be a mechanic. He's supposed to be a mechanic. Coveralls then. Coveralls, Coveralls at the least. But they're hard to get off if you need to have sex quick. Coveralls. Trench coat reveal to coveralls. Zip, zip, uh, breakaway coveralls like a, d- a male dancer. You are underestimating how easy coveralls are to get on and off. They're the fastest. Okay. It's done. Okay. Yeah. But I still feel like he should have had some sort of a coat because she's wearing like a coat and a shiny dress. Okay. I need Harry to step it up. It's fine. He, But he put all this together. He might as well do the costume, too. He's demanding snack cakes. He's being very demanding. What did she he can make put all demands. the... Yeah, exactly. What did he put together? Yeah. She's the one who had to provide the craft service table. Well, well, but he put out the ad or whatever, how they got together on the internet, which, by the way, we still have no information about. It's fine. I'm going to let it go because Helen didn't ask. So we don't know. So <laughs> now we have the best bit of dialogue known to man at 13.30... So I will be I will be playing Master Harry and Kimberly will be Diane in this situation. Okay. I'm sorry, Slough Slave Diane. Yeah. In this situation. <laughs> All right. So I have just pulled up in my hoodie and my white Ford Taurus. Your line is first. Oh sir. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> what seems to be the problem? It seems to need some sort of jump, hip, pop out, tune up. I probably watched it 90 times. She literally is facing one direction, like a 45 degree angle. She like jumps herself into. She hops. hops. It's like a bunny hop hop to the side. To the side in the other direction and then sticks that hip out. 
pops that hip out. So she does some weird. It's a dance move, really. In between tune up. Is that something you can handle? First, you'll have to get in the car. I'll go grab my tools. And then, okay, and then yeah. she says, now let's see how good your skills are, Mr. Love Mechanic. Okay. So the takeaways I'm going to need everyone to take away is thank you for pause coming and then pause tune up, pause tools, tools, and then pause Mr. Mr. Pause Love, Love Mechanic. Mechanic. It is... If this is what sexy time role play is, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. She is chewing the scenery in this whole episode, really, but especially this scene. And she's wearing a Shirley Temple askew wig that is too far <laughs> down in her forehead. And this shiny tinfoil dress and a fake ratty fur coat. I feel really bad because I'm almost feeling like did they say we need you to overdo it? We yeah, want to underplay the sexy. And so we need you to thing. overplay this. Because it feels like the start. With Blood Relatives, I feel like you can tell. It's not even. It's worse than Blood Relatives. No, but I'm saying with Blood Relatives, you can tell they're kind of being a little cheeky. Like a wink to yeah. the audience. This, mm-hmm. I can't tell if they're doing that on purpose or not. So when I watched this. Oliver heard it and heard me cackling and was like, are you, he goes, are you watching a porn? Because this whole scene feels like the beginning to a very bad piece of pornography. It does. That beginning part when it's like, thanks for coming over. Can you look at my pause toilet? You know, what's missing is him saying, I'm going to have to get a look. Under your hood. He put, they probably had to cut it. <laughs> Do you need a jump? Oh my God. I'm good at this. Everyone <laughs> needs to go to 1303 to watch the pause tune-up scene because it is golden. It is the reason I chose this episode. I happened to fast forward to this scene and was like, oh, no, we're done here. I don't care what happens in the rest of the story. I'm going to put we're the done. whole clip on... Instagram when we release I think you're going to have to. Yeah. So after she calls him Mr. Love Mechanic, we hear light moaning, moaning, L-I-T-E, as the camera shows the full moon in the sky. And I think that this is the end, but it's so not the end because now we're at the post-coitus snack cake sharing scene. They're both in the backseat. Weddy, like they just did this amazing role play with him being a mechanic and her being a damsel or Miss Scarlet. And he says, when can I see you again, ma'am? And during this portion, between their dialogue, she <laughs> eats a snack cake and starts eating it seductively and then goes and puts it in his mouth and gives him a bite of the ho-ho. They're clearly ho-hos at this point, by the way. And like, that's so frustrating that- because... I don't eat a lot of ho-hos. This is more your expertise. Do the, does yeah. the chocolate not get in your teeth and look really unsexy? I would not eat a ho-ho after sex. That's not sexy. It's like eating Oreos and you look like you have black teeth. 
So post-court snack cakes, Harry says, when can I see you again, ma'am? And she says, well, I will have to check and see when my car is due for servicing. I should be applauding her body positivity for being willing to eat a dessert after coitus that might have chocolate no, it's all fine. over my teeth. We, no, no, no. We're not talking about... Okay, body positivity and teeth positivity are something two totally different things. No one wants That's to eat true. a messy, partially melted ho-ho <laughs> after sex. There's Why just was it in a bakery box? Because they've been sitting in the in front a bakery seat. Box. It should not. Look, there's two things that is. It's either one of those chocolate bars, the little Debbie ones, the chocolate with the peanut butter wafer thing inside. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those mm, things, those are good. Okay. Or it's a ho-ho. But it feels okay. so- it looks soft. It's not a crunch. No, it, it looks, looks like, like soft. A ho-ho. Yeah. Don't need a chocolate covered anything at the end. But I'm saying chocolate the thing cake, that those no actually coating. came in is like plastic wrap and not in a bakery. It's box. white plastic. It's not in a it's like she took them out. She went to the gas station, filled up a bag, yes. took it home, unwrapped <laughs> them all, put them in like this beautiful velvet lined bakery yes. box with violets in it, and then yes. put that on the front seat. That was the snack. Like when you Do if you order takeout this. and then put it in your own cookware so it looks like you didn't order takeout. Also, I don't know where that the thing went wrong here because we're not being told accurate things in the voiceover over the top. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why. Because we see this whole sexy thing, the car do for servicing, and the voiceover tells us that this is the last two the last time these two will be sharing cream filled cakes. Blah! Stop it. That sounds nasty. Also, why is it the last time? They kept dating for another year. No, because we're going backwards in time. That was the last time was a year ago. They had dated a year, but not the last and, year. And so why was she telling Helen about this a year later? And then pulled out her gun. And then he, but first she breaks up with him at the bar. Because that was four months before. Four right, months before. So, so he kept emailing her that whole year. And then at four months, he finally met up with her. And she was and like, because no. He was driving off, her Buster. crazy and not taking no for an answer. She decided to reveal her super sexy secret to Helen after it was totally over. Yeah. I don't, Way I don't after understand the decision to bring Helen into this at all. I got the feeling from this scene that this was their first time doing this. So sadly, I, this was the that's this why the, it was so shocking when they say it, because it's so poorly done that you're like, oh, they're just like starting to figure this out. Right? <laughs> you're wrong. They've been doing They've it for been... a year before this. Oh, my God. This they're was late so in the game. This was old hat. Wow. I'm I'm concerned. And we're definitely not kink shaming, but we're saying do your kink right <laughs> This is kink this, done if so If you're going to do it. Do it better than this. I don't this. care if you're in Middleton slash Greensburg, Pennsylvania. I, this is unacceptable. This is bad. So again, this doesn't really line up because we are told, basically when they're in the car, the other voiceover that we hear is that, that this role playing progressed, or sorry, it's an interview, had turned into a romantic relationship. So the role playing that had been taking place turned into an actual romantic relationship, not just sex. So they did also, keep dating after this. No, 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 no. Sorry. We, basically, we're shown the tune up thing. We're, we're shown all that. 
Then we're told in the interview that, look, this role playing progressed and it turned into a romantic relationship and also a sadomasochistic relationship. Okay. And immediately after we're told that, we see the snack cakes in the backseat. And I said, <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. And I don't know. Are we being dumb? Is this a euphemism? Are the snack cakes a like a snack? I, I don't know this show well enough to know if they are down with that sort of thing. Winking at the audience, you know, you guys were using this as a metaphor for what it actually is. It has to be at this point. Maybe there's something in the BDSM community where you say, oh, he he went snack cake on her. And it's an expression that we don't know. This does not seem like a sadomasochistic relationship. This is honestly, and I think... Maybe they go back and forth. But we're Maybe told sometimes. that this turned into a sadomasochistic relationship. And literally the next thing said is, "I ha- l- let's see how good your skills are, Mr. Love Mechanic. And then snack cake eating. So either they go back and forth between role playing and the master thing, or they this is not the last time and the editors made a huge mistake and the narrator is not supposed to say that this at this point. This is, this is just why I'm towards worried. the beginning of the show. Their relationship. The premise of this show moving backwards doesn't work. It, it's very hard to follow. We not, might not be very smart. We're yeah, dumb. I feel like people are going to yell at us and be like, snack cake means this, this means this, yeah. and you guys yeah. are prudes. Well, that they probably already think that, but they might just be laughing at our lack of ability to follow this show. I'm following. I'm following the show fine. You don't seem to I be think, believing me when I'm telling you things. That I this just, is for sure what happened. This is the I last meeting. You. It just That's doesn't make end. sense it, going along with what they said. This relationship turns into a love affair and a BDSM thing. That makes it you, me think that it, those that it two things don't here, match. Right. That it started here with the Miss Scarlet clue right. by the car. But then why Starts does he say there. this is the last time they have snack cakes together? Wink, wink. Ten, literally 30 seconds later. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe this is just he means that's the last time they had cakes. After that, they didn't have cakes anymore. They had pizza or something. Right. They exactly. still kept after doing that, this whole sex thing. They just didn't have. After that, they ate live bats. One of them had diabetes and they had to stop with the snack cakes. It's got to be something. I think that we're also just completely jaded from Master Bob. And Dennis yeah. in the sex dungeon. So yeah. oh, when we're seeing course. this sort of lighthearted role play, it doesn't quite match up to what we've seen on Dateline. Yeah. Or other episodes of Blood Relatives, to be frank. So this is just, this seems very soft. I think it's two different things. I think you can role play in BDSM, but the B- the role playing is not this Role Princess playing. Leia. Prin- uh, no, it's n- it's not a mechanic and a fancy lady on the street. No, this is not it. Also, what's weird is that I feel like, okay, so if they're not showing stuff like that, then they're trying to gear this towards a softer audience. And I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> an older audience is not going to understand that this show works backwards in time. No. Joni's okay. confused. Okay, Joni, I'm going to try to make this easy, except I'm about to make it worse, because we're going back even further in time. That was a year before the murder. Now we're at 14 months. So now we're at a year and 14 and four months before the murder. Oh, my gosh. Richard. 
Joni, I'm still confused. Don't worry. Richard is Diane's husband. He's in the garage. And he and Diane have a very cold exchange of words. Will you be coming home tonight? I'll see you at dinner. It's just whatever. We get it. They hate each other. Their marriage is completely sour. But it turns out mm. they were high school sweethearts. So it's kind of sad. The marriage has turned sour. And you may ask yourself, I wonder why it turned so sour. I'm going to tell you why. It's the freaking printouts. Because yeah. now... Richard, who, by the way, looks very, very much like a salty sea captain in yeah, these scenes. He does. I've never seen someone who should play a sea captain more. He literally looks straight out of Pete's Dragon, the live action one. He reads these notes out loud. And by notes, I mean those stupid printouts that were there mm-hmm. at the one month or one week flashback. And we see that he loathes the thought of someone else betting his wife even though he and his wife had not been romantic for quite some time. And we had already found out that he was kind of a man about town. He had been having an affair, even though we're not getting any details on him also having an affair. It's fine. I think he's also mad that she's using up all their black printer ink. He's. I would be furious because it's so expensive. So then he says out loud as he's reading one of the printouts, this time, leave a package for me on the front seat of frosted cream-filled cakes, you brazen. And he doesn't say hussy. He says bisque. But he says brazen. And it's a shame when people don't say hussy when they should say hussy after brazen. That's a me- that's messy. Don't do that. <laughs> but more importantly, frosted cream-filled cakes. Right. Frosted cream-filled cakes. So he's upset. Yeah. He's very, very upset. And apparently, he's so upset that he does, this is weird, this is very human, but I didn't like it. Okay, this is going to get a little confusing, because now we're told by some of our interviews that he had saved these emails that he found searching through her computer. Now, don't get confused, because we don't see any emails. We only see the printouts. He says that Richard had found the emails through searching through Diane's computer and then saved the emails from Master Harry in a separate folder and then occasionally would go back and reread them. Now, just replace any time I said email with printout because I don't know what happened in this show, but they couldn't get access to a computer to show us looking, show him looking on a computer. That was too hard. What happened here? No, they didn't have a computer. They didn't want to type that out. It's easier to have someone looking at a blank piece of paper and pretending that it says slave snuff. Apparently, though, the point is, is that he would read these printouts slash emails, periodically just would read them over the, la- the last year and a half or so and would just get mad every time As he read them. It was weird. And now in the scene, he's cleaning a shiny silver gun And if you didn't guess it by now, Mm -hmm. Richard is going to be the one that's, you know, doing the deed. He's cleaning his gun in the same place that she was cleaning her rifle, by the way, and says, one day, one day, Master Harry, you are going to meet your master. Very clever dialogue. It's a shame he said it to himself out loud, like people don't. To normally do as much. But I think it. that you do if you're a sea captain. I mean, you do talk to yourself. But yeah, if you do, you're a sea captain. You do your threats. I think if loud. you wear a turtleneck on a regular no basis, you talk to yourself out loud. 
Because you're either a beatnik or a sea captain. I mean, I talk to myself out loud, I but not like th- threats of murder. Oh, it depends. I feel like those I would pr- maybe practice in my head or in the shower. But I startled myself the other day with one. It wasn't a murder threat, but it was loud. It was like, <laughs> absolutely not. But it wasn't to anybody asking me a question. It was really bad. I have to go to, I have to, go to a doctor. So, and that's what finally, I believe. But just to no one. That's when you start to get worried. Finally, we're yeah. at present tense. We're finally. So we only went back a year and four months. Now we to the future. <laughs> we're now right back at the beginning at the murder day. So we find out something that's almost as weird as them, the fact that they keep saying cream-filled cakes. We find out that Richard, because we're seeing Richard again in his truck, and we're seeing the guy next to him in the truck... We find out that that guy is a freaking hitchhiker. Explain. He picked up a hitchhiker on the way to a murder. That is so insane. But also, if you're a hitchhiker and you somehow get involved in a murder, the police are not going to believe you that you are not an accomplice. You just go, no, I, was, I swear I was just hitchhiking. Wrong place, wrong time. I swear. They're not buying that. I have a bigger thought. Yeah. It's one thing to get into a car with someone you know and they have a Glock on the seat and you're like, right. huh, is that loaded? And he's yeah. like, yup. But if you are accepting a ride from a stranger, there's a loaded gun on the seat. What's your next move? I'm just, just curious. Get out of the car before he starts moving. Even if he started moving, I would get out of the car. Duck, tuck, and roll under the car. Yeah. Yeah. Also, None it makes more happens. sense why he was jibing him and being like, <laughs> you're so scared about this gun. You better put on your seatbelt. Like being a jerk to him. He doesn't even know this guy. I thought it made less sense. It yeah, you're right. Like, I guess it, it seems like if it was someone he know, he'd be like, ah, that jerk. He's always such a weenie or whatever. You yeah. Know, he'd say yes, something. You're, no, you're right. He's speaking that way to a stranger. You don't know this guy. Yeah. You're being a jerk. So two men drive on because apparently this guy is going to Greensburg and can show him where Harry lives in Middleton. Middleton. (laughs) I hate this show. I'm upset. Okay. (laughs) So it still gets a little weirder because we get to the scene of the crime. We get to Harry's house. Richard and the hitchhiker pull up. Hitchhiker does do the right thing here because at this point, Richard's like... I won't be long. If you want to wait, you can hop back in and we can drive down to the seashore and buy some shells or whatever. <laughs> and he says, and he says, make a puka necklace. And so the guy says, he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm just going to walk home from here. I don't know why we needed to know any of that. It's fine because I'm confused about why Richard's there. But apparently that's because it's the weirdest thing in the world. We know that he would read these emails or printouts periodically and make himself mad. But on the day of the murder, he and Diane had been at the house. It had been a normal day, but they'd kind of gotten into it because Diane had gotten this really kind of sweet email from Mm. Master Harry that's basically a touch base email. Hey, just wondering how you're doing. Harry, I think Harry was incredibly lonely. And this whole thing made me feel really, really sad after a minute. I I would agree with you that the email was quite innocent, as one of our interviewees say. 
but the subject line was hey with two y's and to me that's very flirty one y is completely innocent hey two y's flirty three y's let's get down like i'm your love mechanic and in your cream puff in the backseat of all the things in this episode hey (laughs) that's That's why it's so flirty that's why he got mad it's that extra Y that was probably a typo. It was I totally it was a, a typo. typo. I don't think Harry knew how to do that. The email was like, hello, wonder how you are doing. Hello. It's not even hi. Hello. Hello. It's been a long time. How have you been? But he accidentally puts two Ys and that's what got him killed. And I'm so sorry, Harry. Hey. It was just a typo. That's what it is. Oh, my gosh. Salty Sea Captain Richard. This was the end for Richard. That was too much. It was frosted cream-filled cakes. Hey. And it was curtains for Harry. Good night, Harry. Also, we get this one weird detail about Richard that he tells his mother's caretaker, I'm going to murder Harry. And off he goes. I don't know why we needed to know that. Why, Why do we get that detail? That caregiver has blood on their hands. No, they don't. I'm sure they did try to do something. And also, you're going to stand up to the sea captain. You're taking care of his frail mother. And the sea captain comes in with his After pipe. After he and leaves, it's like, you call the police. We don't know that they didn't. I'm assuming that they no, spoke I'm in trial, assuming. which is why we get that person. So Richard goes. He shoots Harry, as previously discussed. I'm not going through it again. We all know how he was murdered because it's the first five minutes of the episode. But the Mm -hmm. weird thing is, after Richard, and he does it calmly, like all the witnesses said, shoots him, goes home, everything's fine, but starts to feel really guilty. So a few hours later, he calls the police on himself from home. And this kind of- sea captain with a heart of gold. This made me a little upset because I'm like, oh, he's not well. And that's kind of the first time for some reason it hit me. Oh, no. Richard's unwell. I don't know, though. Because by the time the police get there, he's changed his mind. And he's very defiant. Yeah. He's like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Who's Harry? And uh, <laughs> he, ple- he pleads not guilty. Sure. Pleads not yeah. guilty. Also, we get all of this detail about the trial in about the last 50 seconds of the episode. This is the, it's jam-packed. They spent so much time rewinding. Rewinding. On the cupcakes. Through the entire episode and focusing on cream-filled cakes. Okay, maybe we spent that much time on it. That everything is jam-packed <laughs> into the last few minutes. We find out he calls the police on himself. He changed his mind when the police get there and he just, and he goes not guilty. His lawyers wanted to get his plea down to manslaughter because they said he was filled with a hot, hot rage of hell when he did it. And he's a sea captain and can't control Melted his temper. Melted cream. Melted cream face. cakes everywhere. And then he says, but he can't. So he still is charged with first degree murder, gets a guilty verdict, gets life in prison. Diane moves to Key West. She changes her name to Dee Dee Slaverson and starts a cream-filled cake company called Little Dee Dee's. The end. Bye, everybody. <laughs> That's not what happened. That's exactly what happened. Bye, everybody. Thank That's you. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what should have happened. What should have happened is that Diane moves to Key West in that crazy town when everybody, like, drinks all the time and parties. Yeah, all they're going to do is talk about her now. She is the talk of the town now.
She's the creme de la creme. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. What Diane does is she stands by her man and she stands by Richard all the way through his trial, is there every day of the trial, stands firm for him, and even stands by him now that he's in prison. That's the end. That's true love. What's happening? I'm sorry, Richard. You have had an affair the whole time, too. And oh, I forgot that. We're okay with that, but you weren't okay with your wife having an affair. F the patriarchy. We don't get any details about his affair. And they do tell us that this was all about control. He just couldn't handle his little D. I believe they said um, that anyone else was giving pleasure to his wife. Besides him. But he's given pleasure to half the cream puffs in the town. Again, I just don't understand. If you're in something like this where you're just kind of not willing to divorce, you're holding it together for the kids, or I don't know what you're doing. They, They never mentioned that they had children, so I have no idea. What I don't understand is why don't you just have an open relationship? You've been married for 30 years. You really don't want to give up on your relationship and your best friends. And you don't want to go through the trouble of a divorce. Right. But you're both sleeping with other people. Right. But he wants himself to be able to sleep with other people. But she can't. Well, right. So now he's in prison for it. Right. He's trying to be like Cody Brown. Sister wives. Oh, there was another one called polygamy something that I almost picked, but I couldn't get into oh, it. Doing- Anyways, the um the moral of the story is I don't know if we'll be doing red rum again, but probably yes, because this was a wild ride. <laughs> Absolutely, we are. But let us know if you want us to, and if you can believe it, this is a this is a half an hour episode. <laughs> Without commercials, it's twenty two minutes. Twenty two minutes, but it was pause. Tune up the hop. <laughs> Just do that one. It's the clip. weirdest thing. She's facing one side and then hops in the other direction and then sticks that hip out. It looks like she's going into the hokey pokey. Yes. You put your right foot in and then she puts her left foot in and then sticks her left hip out. Yes. Do you know what's decidedly Did the do that? not sexy and not BDSM-y? Is the, the hokey, hokey pokey. pokey. Yeah. And cream-filled cakes. To some people. There's something for everybody. There is something for everyone, but the, but the cakes did not seem to be part of the the fun play, the foreplay. No. The cakes seemed to be literally for the blood sugar crash afterwards, where you're sweaty and yeah. you just want food, and they're like, ho-hos. <laughs> Which now I I keep, I don't know now, if I'll be able to look at them. I they might be ruined for me. I won't be able to look at ho hos in the same way either. It's really something. The whole thing, and also I need to talk to the person that wrote the line "Love Mechanic," <laughs> Mister Love Mechanic, Mister Proper Love Mechanic. I don't think I'd be able to deliver that line. I don't think Diane is a bad actress, even if you were given a million dollars. This is going to get me my SAG card, and I still probably couldn't do it. We couldn't think of anything sexier than Love Mechanic, because we got almost got there with tools. Mr. Love Wrench. Mr. What, what else do mechanics use besides a wrench? Mr. Love Sprocket. Love Sprocket? <laughs> Why don't you jack up my wheel? Jack up my wheel. How about we pump those brakes? Oh! <gasps> You're full of them. 
Send us your best ones, everybody. Send us yeah. your best sexy time stranded car lines. Let's go. Leave them in I'm the ready. comments, please. Yeah. And the best one will get a special tweet. Mug. Oh. A special tweet. Less See, I want to say mug. I want to say mug, but you get mad at me because I promise a lot of things. No, it's. <laughs> I'll mail you a sticker of for the show. Yes, we'll mail you a sticker from the show. Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah. I hope I win. <laughs> I don't have any stickers. <laughs> Sorry, I They're had no point stickers. said I couldn't participate. I had no point said friends or family can't. No, you didn't. I will. Be, I will be. Participating. No, it was not one of those people affiliated with the Date with Dateline podcast are not eligible to compete in no, this competition. I am absolutely, and I'm also allowed to create other accounts and submit under that those accounts. So don't if you see strange Instagram accounts. Called. This is not Katie.com. You'll know. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, so much. Yay! I've been wanting to do a sweepstakes. It's a sexy sweepstakes. We're having our first sexy <laughs> sweepstakes. I can't... We're having our first slough slave sweepstakes. It's about time. Man, it's time. Yeah. It's been five years. And we, this is the first time I'm embarrassed for us. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> no, so we've much. Done other sweepstakes. For enjoying. T- for enjoying our double date stay um i can't think of a car one right now rev up those engines rev up rev up those engines it's can you expand your antenna (laughs) thinking of the dumbest ones let me um, wipe off those floorboards no i think it's just because we're exhausted bye everybody (laughs) all this sex talk pump the brakes katie It's in a legit bakery box, which makes me wonder if there's some sort of cream horn phenomenon in Pennsylvania that no one thought to tell me about that like cream-filled cakes are like a delicacy, knowing that I would love them. It's like a cheesesteak. Yeah, and you wouldn't have to say a brand. Anyone who lives there would just know what you meant if you said cream-filled cakes. Right. It's like cheesesteak when they say with or without. And they mean right. peppers. Cream-filled cakes is like with or without. And they mean frosted. Oh. Let us know, Pennsylvania If I find people. out that's a thing. No, please don't let us know. No, I won't tell you. Don't tell me. Just tell me. I won't tell you. Thank you. Don't yeah. tell me. Okay, good.